0: you walk along the road, you risk assess as you walk along the road. You have those skills. If you ride a bike, you have those skills to risk assess. But entering the water, there are some life skills that we can pass on and um, that will help the community uh, when or if they enter the water, they can do so as safely as possible.
1: Welcome to the Bailiwick Express podcast. My name is Matthew Leach. I'll be joined each week by a guest for a series of podcasts. Each will shine a light on topics from across the Bailiwick. The format will change week to week. We'll have debates, reviews, hot seat interviews and special guests. So stick with us as we offer some insight on some of the most important issues we in the Bailiwick face. The Guernsey Sports Commission has appointed its first development officer for outdoor and adventure sports. Alan Jenner wants to use his new role to break down perceptions about outdoor and adventure sports being exclusive and make them accessible to more of the island. We spoke to Mr Jenner about how he came to take the role, where his passion for outdoor activity comes from and why safety is so important.
0: Basically, the Guernsey Sports Commission, um, they uh, have various development officers, um, for various sports on the island uh, and they identified a kind of a gap in the market um, and it's an ambitious um, target uh, to fill, uh, but an outdoor and adventure sports development officer. So that covers primarily, it will be covering water-based um, or near uh, water-based outdoor activities such as Swimming as a core subject, um, but only outdoors, and anything that really tags on to that. Uh, So that'll be uh, surfing, promoting surfing, bodyboarding, coasteering, obviously SUP from my perspective, kayaking. You know, basically just trying to um, develop the uh, the outdoor environment.
1: And you mentioned SUP there, of course. Where have you come from to come to this point? What's your What's your history with uh, with outdoor sporting? and uh, activities like this.
0: So, 2012, I jumped on and, and, and fell off a softboard. Um, <laughs> but it was—I I played quite a bit of sport in the island and it was a challenge. So, it kind of just struck something in me, and I just wanted to progress it, at getting better on on, on the board. And there wasn't really the opportunity locally to develop skills so I kind of just did it myself. A year or so later I paddled around the island with um, a work colleague at the time, Jim Elliott. Uh, We didn't really know what we were doing but we managed to do it and I realised pretty quickly that A, I love the sport but B, I need to really develop my skills and and perhaps offer those to the local community. So I became a British um, stand-up paddleboard instructor, uh, level one and then a couple of years ago I became a level two instructor, which is the only one on the Channel Islands. I'm really just, I just have a, a passion now for anything to do with the beach, the environment, uh, being on the water, um, but also teaching. I, I love that aspect of it, and that's really where my focus is now and trying to encourage people to use the world class facilities that sit on our doorstep.
1: I mean, a lot of your role will be safety. I mean, you mentioned we live on an yeah. island. I mean, this must be something that is got to be high up on your on your list of priorities.
0: Fundamental. Absolutely. It's not at the top. Very, very, very close to the top. I've already kind of identified in my foundation work that we're, we've got some gaps to fill um, regarding the strategy locally, and training is, is one area that I want to improve, so... Um, at the moment, it's, it's quite a challenge to get uh, instruction for um, coaches, etc. So if we can sort that out, that's going to be advantageous to the community. But really, my my role with schools um, and beyond will be life skill based. So if you walk along the road, you risk assess as you walk along the road. You have those skills. If you ride a bike, you have those skills to risk assess entering the water there are some life skills that um, we can pass on and um, that will help the community uh, when or if they enter the water they can do so as safely as possible.
1: And you said when you were learning yourself that you know it was a learning curve you realised there were things you needed to know. Do you think most people fully understand the dangers they could be in if they got into the sea?
0: Generally I would say the island is pretty good. Um, Our track record is okay. It can always be better, uh, but it's okay. But I have a real fear that um, an incident is around the corner. Because some of the bays in Guernsey are quite sheltered, it kind of lulls you into a full sense of security. So whether you're on a kayak or a sup um, or any flotation um, device, you kind of you can get into a full sense of security. Um, and certainly with offshore winds, they're the dangerous winds that we all try and avoid. Um, and people sometimes are just so excited to get out, they might push the boundaries of their capabilities. Um, and in the wrong conditions, the wrong winds, so you can go out really quickly. But when you try and paddle either on a sup or on a kayak against the wind, it's tiring. And that's when people get into a position of do I leave the class and try and swim, what do I do, can I raise anyone's awareness of my, my position, so it's just, you know, um, as a sub-instructor that is a fundamental part of my role is to instill that um, that risk assessment before you hit the water uh, and so it's the same for swimmers um, and anyone that's around the water, there's a some fundamental golden rules. And if that's something that we can introduce to the community um, to, our, to either have new knowledge or to advance their knowledge, then, um, you know, the community is going to be better for it.
1: You mentioned in the release that we got that this is potentially something that the island hasn't had for some time, a kind of water safety strategy.
0: I think that the local community, the water the service providers, as I call them, have been absolutely outstanding. And I think that... Um, the people that offer uh, uh, the ability to go into the water, be that swimming, on watercraft, etc. I think they're exceptional. But there's easy access to the water now, so you can buy anything pretty much off um, off retailers at a very uh, inexpensive price, and they can head out onto the water without any skills whatsoever. And that's that's the danger for us. It's not really the guys that have been out on lessons, um, whether it be coasteering or kayaking or whatever, because they will have picked up some necessary skills from those um, those activities. But if the guys that just head straight out that I worry about and can put themselves in danger. Coming back to your question about strategy, I, I think there's room for improvement, as there always is. Whichever community, wherever you're in, in the UK, there is always room for improvement with water safety and, and this island isn't immune to that.
1: And once you get to that point where you've, you've helped people understand how to be safe on the water and stuff, it sounds like you'd like the Havlet Bay and La Valette area to become a, a more of a centre for this kind of activity.
0: Yeah. So when I was looking at the role, and I was fortunate enough to be offered the role, it was hand-in-hand hand with the facility down at the bathing pools, these La Vallette. And seeing the works down there and the opportunity for that to be a stepping stone for activities, then, you know, it's just it's just going to be such a nice um, hub for the community. And then for the water sports activities with the bathing pools, the three pools, with the Hamlet Bay and the sailing trust. I met the sailing trust guys yesterday and, you know, working with them about windsurfing, which has kind of fallen off local radar a little bit. And Hadlock Bay lends itself to a lot of different skills and activities. And I've also been speaking to the diving guys. So, you know, there could be opportunities to do try snorkelling or try diving um, in the pools and then from there. So, you know, there's lots of op- options on the horizon. But certainly um, the bathing pools I would see as a, uh, a centre of excellence um, or a, a water skills academy would be like the focus and the the end goal for me.
1: And so would you, you know, would there be hope to kind of utilise the facility that's being built there? It sounds like quite an exciting place in the island.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, so for training, um, uh, it's an ideal location to get people down. Um, You can train anywhere, but if you've got an instructor talking about um, safety, for example, and then they've got to do a demonstration, if they've got a pool, a couple of metres away, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to, to, to demonstrate what they're talking about and then for the participants to, uh, to demonstrate their skills. So I think training alone down there is going to be a game changer for the island, but all the, the swim instructors can use a bathing, uh, the bathing pools and we're hoping to have some form of storage down there as well. So there's going to be uh, availability for all the gear that's needed. Um, and hopefully they'll in the pipeline as well. There's a logistic solution that I can get everything onto and off the beach wherever it is, because that's always a, a major issue is uh, activity friction, as I call it, which is the hassle of getting kit on and off the beach. And people just will say, oh, you know, I can't afford it. It's not worth it. I can't travel around with a kayak or stuff, etc. So if we can reduce that friction, which I hope to do then we might have more people just giving things a go. Um, so, yeah, the Baden-Pool is the stepping stone to many other opportunities.
1: Well, it sounds like you've got a, a hell of a lot in the pipeline. I mean, I mean, you've been in the role for, I think it's, what, two weeks now? I mean, how has it been?
0: it well, I been it's been good. Everyone's been really supportive. The Commission has been outstanding. Steve and Jeremy and Nikki and there uh, have been really, really supportive. It's as a new role, obviously, it's a, uh, a blank page, but I've I've got a lot of potential ideas, uh, and it's really just picking out um, the area that I want to uh, to head for first, and that is really going to be based around the safety and training. Because if we can upskill people, then obviously that allows us to have more opportunity to have instructors in the island that can then uh, take more students out. So it's, you know, that's going to be the target. So I'm, I very much see myself as an interface between the service providers, the public, uh, perhaps the states as well, and uh, really just trying to ease uh, any uh, log jams when it comes to paperwork and trainers and instructors and so forth. So yeah, there's a lot, but it's been, uh, it's been brilliant so far. I've really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to the future.
1: for listening to the bailiwick express podcast the title track was shift my weight by luno if you enjoyed it i know it's a pain but please like and share it all helps and remember you can hit bailiwickexpress.com to stay right up to date with whatever is happening in the bailiwick you can find us online on social on email and on internet radio there'll be more from me matthew leach and all the bailiwick express team next friday